Welcome to the Nature's Image Farm podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm Greg. And I'm Susan. And together we're raising seven kids on the farm and learning life lessons along the way. So pull up a chair, rest your heels, and let's talk all things bees, homesteading, and the old time ways. Let's get after it. If you're interested in nukes, packages, queens, or supplies, visit us on the web at naturesimagefarm.com. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the farm. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good afternoon. I was going to say good, good afternoon. Evening, <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long weekend, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a long weekend. Well, hope everyone's doing good. I uh, appreciate you uh, stopping in to say hey tonight and uh, uh, joining us as we uh, continue on with these uh, Sunday night homestead chats. Uh, there's a lot of things going on around the homestead that are not particularly uh, bee related, but if you're a beekeeper or if you are a homesteader, um, all these things just go hand in hand. Uh, there's everything is connected, and uh, there's a lot, lot on our minds, a lot on our hearts, and a lot of work um, to do here on the homestead. And so, um, if you're just joining us for the first time on a uh, a chat like this, um, what we've done in the past is we do a lot of bee chats and things like that, where we talk about bees and our beekeeping experience. Um, but we also want to be able to include uh, life on the homestead, life on the farm, raising a bunch of kids and uh, just enjoying what we do along the way. And uh, so if, if you're new uh, to the live chat, this is, this is your first time. Thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah. Uh, this is the brains behind the outfit. Uh, my wife, Susie. Yeah. Good evening, guys. We uh, we're glad you guys are all coming in and joining us in here. It looks like we've got a crowd tonight and going to be fun it's going to be fun yeah it's uh it's going to be a lot of fun just a uh, quick shout outs here uh, john lawler tennessee tim cage in the homestead john lawler uh houston b beer mother sylvia uh they're from bud's bees good to see you in there we've got randy from the tar hill beekeeper chris from drop time uh our local fa- uh, pals steve and jane yeah. and then uh, grayson from uh wildwoods honeybee farm and terry bischel uh good seeing you guys in there We've got a special guest tonight that we're going to bring in here in a little bit. But, um, you know, there's a lot of talk right now about chickens and eggs and shortages and all these kind of things. And uh, a lot of folks um, find themselves in a position to either be extremely egg poor or extremely egg rich. And uh, there's a lot of things um, that are some old time ways of uh, how to preserve uh, meats and produce um, and also chicken eggs. Yeah. And, you know, fellas, it's almost that big day where you show your ladies how much you love them. And maybe a dozen of those farm fresh eggs is how you go this year instead of those roses or anything else fancy. So let's just keep that in mind when we're purchasing our gifts for our. Anymore, I think the ladies are just like, Mr. Wright must (laughs) just be able to bring me 10 eggs a morning and have these beautiful chickens running around and just green pastures and the green grass goes around and around. That's just, you know, that it, it, what's interesting. It seems so dreamy. It seems so dreamy. True wealth. You know, what is true wealth? Uh, I think we all have a different um, definition of that. But uh, I think for us here on the farm, uh, true wealth is being able to live this uh, this, this very simple, frugal life yeah. um, as close to the land as possible, uh, in touch and in tune with all the cycles. And um 
raising animals, livestock, um, for our produce. It's all a part of, of who we are and, and what we believe and what we do. Yeah. Um, so tonight we want to start, we want to talk about chicken egg preservation. Yeah. Oh, this is such a fun topic. I love talking chicken, chickens, chicken eggs, all things kitchen homestead. You know, I, I would you, are you like the crazy chicken lady? No. So I have a friend, uh, and I'm not going to name her and, um, she does like the chicken swings and, um, I don't even know what all crazy stuff she does. I love to keep them alive. So there's that. <laughs> um, I just really want them alive so that they can give our family, you know, like this morning, sweet Luke woke up with me and he made eggs and sausage and, uh, we made muffins together and that was so sweet. He was so proud of himself to make all those things. And he cracked every single egg. And we used, uh, I think, 18 eggs this morning to make scrambled eggs for our family. And we ate them all. Yeah. And, and there are no leftovers. No. And that was including, you know, about 18 to 24. I can't remember how many sausage patties and um, 24 muffins. So for a family of nine, you know, we do go through quite a bit. But um, eggs go quick in our house. So I really want my chickens to decide that... Um, winter solstice is, you know, has passed and we can start laying eggs again because I'm tired of feeding them and not getting anything but poop. <laughs> they seem like they, they, they definitely seem like freeloaders. And yeah. um, if, if you're if you're new to chickens, if you're new to this, this kind of talk, uh, check out last Sunday night's uh, live stream here on the channel yeah. um, about uh, raising chickens for eggs. We, we tackled a lot of topics, got into a lot of different things, points to consider, kind of the pros and cons. Uh, so be sure to uh, so check that one out. Um, tonight, let's just get into it. We want to get in and, and talk about all things chicken egg preservation, uh, what that looks like, what that smells like, what that tastes like. Uh, is that something that's safe for you to do? Is that something you should even think about doing? Um, there's an awful lot to it, um, but it's been done for a long, long time. And I think it's important to keep these old time uh, ways alive and well. And um Ooh, okay. Yeah. We've got a very special guest tonight, folks. This this person is so special. He has to have his own walk-on music. Uh, he is a a a a falconer. He's a firefighter. He's a um, the list goes on and on and on and on. Fancy. Jedi Jedi Master, barbecue pit boss. Wow. I mean, there's just so many things. You know, folks may know him for his beekeeping skills, his cutouts. Ooh. Uh, but it's our absolute pleasure and honor to bring on the chicken whisperer himself, Yappy, the chicken man. Yay. Yay. Oh my God. You know, you, you steal my mug and then you, and then, wow. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> hey, Yappy. Thanks for joining us. Oh my us God. Tonight. I'll tell you what. Um, now, so I've really enjoyed the whole beginning of this thing, and I don't know what's going on, but my computer keeps doing this, like, all of a sudden just freezing and doing the little circle thingy and thinking, I, so I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, Y'all may... Hot tips and tricks out quick. <sighs> yeah, well, or this will end up turning into a, a two-and-a-half-hour stream, and I don't know, but... Uh, Listen, Yappy, uh, I don't know about those guys, but I got a bedtime. It's Sunday. Well... <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So, so the Reader's Digest version. Um, no, story, <laughs> come on now. Story, <laughs> store your eggs. 
um don't waste them and uh, hey thanks for coming along it's all right real. it's been fun it's been, it's been real fun <laughs> yeah man i tell you what you know this is actually it's kind of funny because um a couple of days ago uh i i was i'm, I'm in the kitchen and i'm having to to you know the, the girls have brought some eggs in and uh i happen to look over in the corner and there's like three or four of those 18 packs of uh uh eggs sitting over off the side of the, of the counter and uh i just happen to open one up man and it's just like all these eggs are just dirty and i'm like and i said something to my wife and i'm like we can't do this you know i mean eggs are gold right now and uh so we had a little chat about you know what to do with them and in that process I ended up i called greg and i said I, I i'm shaking my head and we start talking about what i was doing at the time and you know i wanted him to run it kind of past you know miss Susie there the the chicken queen and make sure i was doing it right after the whole you know last episode you guys put out there with uh with the uh, uh the chicken show and uh, he's like we should talk more about this. So we ended up, we got into where we were really just having a great time talking about some of the things that I do and, and why I do them. And, you know, I've done them for off and on for years this way. And, uh, well, we decided we just kind of poll the audience and throw some thoughts out there and see, uh, see how many of y'all think I'm crazy. Uh, Wait, look. uh, yep. That just got, that just got you another 140 comments, but anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of one of those. Um, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, no one thinks that Yappy. Not a single person who knows Yappy would ever think that Yappy's crazy. No, I'm it's just I'm just glad. Yeah, I'm just glad. I'm glad that Grammy's in there because she's she's like a a full awesome supporter of Yappy. So with Grammy Actually, there, I, know, I, yeah, she's got, a, she's got a sweet um, homestead down in Alabama. We got to drop some queens off to her and visit her place there, and she's got it going on. Nope, oh, you you froze. Are you there? Oh, he's there. I am. I just Hi. wanted to mess with. It. But actually, it just did that little whole thinking thing. But um, come on, let's get to the let's get to the okay eggs and Yappy's, let's, let's get like to the correct. eggs and potatoes of this show. Hey, I'm really, I have my notes, Yappy. So let's see where your notes are. Yappy, I am really, really excited to hear what you have to say about eggs. Wow, this is weird. This is you watching you watching you watching me. Yeah, watching her. I, I wanted to show her her own notes so that way I was prepared. But nice. uh, no, okay. So um, now, listen, I'm not flexing here, okay? I'm, I'm not. But so back uh, a few months ago, the in Alabama we have, and a lot of states have 4-H programs. All right, it's where the one of the big agriculture colleges in in the state will. Um, they will work and, and have uh, little development programs for students in the schools so that they can um, they can learn topics of. Well, Auburn University in Alabama is one of the um, is the one that kind of runs the 4-H program in Alabama. And one of the aspects of their programs are what um, Alabama has or that I'm aware of, have coined a uh, what they call the chick chain program. So the chick chain program, uh, students get involved in the chick chain and they receive 20 to 25 baby chicks and they learn all about each. There's multiple breeds that they'll get. They learn about the 
uh, the different breeds. They um, they received information through their mentors on how you know how to feed them, care for them, uh, disease control, uh, so many different aspects. Because they hope that one, we can teach a little bit of agriculture to the students, but as well as be able to you know, hopefully maybe somewhere down the line, one of these students will actually get into the poultry industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so at the end of the, at the end of their program, after multiple weeks of, of raising these chickens, they have an auction and each student will, will pick um, three of the same breed chickens that they want to show and then auction off the birds. They're um, tested on their knowledge of the breed and um, all their documentation about what they fed them, how often they fed them, blah, blah, blah. And then, like I said, uh, the chickens are judged based on how well they appear to be cared for, plus the information. And then we get to we get to buy them. And this is really cool because, um, I pay, you know, all the money goes right back into the program and I get a tax write off. So, uh, Yappy went and this is not flexing either, but I bought 20, 20 ish, I think 19 or 20 or so, uh, brand new chickens back in October. Now I have, so, so I'm, 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 I got a handful of, um, layers and, they were young back then, and now they're just kind of getting it started. Kind of like one of them new queens, you know, where they just, you know, they, they start just, they man, they can't get them out fast enough. Yeah. So in the process of my problem, I was counting out here the other day. I had, I had about 97 uh, eggs sitting in cartons. Wow. And so I, I thought, you know, let's, let's check with Greg and, and Susan. Let's see what, give me some ideas. I've got all these eggs. Can't eat them all at once. What can we do to what can we do to keep these eggs instead of having them go sour on us or or what? So there's a few things I do, but I'm I'm kind of hoping this note taker over there is going to give us some new ideas. So back at you. Okay. Let's let's trade some ideas. And Susie, what is your what is your number one most? Or should we start with number number twenty six and then work our way all the way up? I'm just kidding. I kept it simple. So my, my go-to saying. Well, let's, let's talk about it. What's, what's one of your favorite ways to preserve eggs? So our, you know, obviously we can't eat all the eggs when we actually have a full flock um, and they're all laying like in the middle of summer. I don't know. Do yours slow down at all, Yappy? Now, depending on the breed. Okay. But I'm also definitely in a warmer climate. Um, so mine actually will slow down right there. October is where it starts when the evening temperatures start getting cool. And I can't prove this, but I got a theory. We'll talk about that one here in a minute. But um, they'll start they'll start slowing down about October. Um, if if we stay warm, they'll still occasionally kick one out. But um, I mean, right now they're you know the the days are longer. Um, light the amount of light that they get has a, a, an influence on if they lay or not. So there's a few different things. Okay. So yeah, we it doesn't it doesn't seem to matter if my birds are super cold. It's whether or not we have enough light, and we don't light our coop, and so they don't have any artificial light in their coops. So if the daylight hours aren't twelve plus hours a day, then we just won't get any eggs, and that's okay with me because it extends their lifetime a little bit um, as far as how many they're going to put out during their their tenure here. 
<laughs> for, for folks that, that so. don't know um, about the natural uh, protection on an egg, you want to talk a little bit about um, where that you know what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But what, how is an egg protected, um, or is it? So, so yes, all eggs when laid are protected by what they call natural bloom. And the bloom is when it comes out of the chicken, it is got this protective coating. Um, the thing that happens though is, and, and that does not need a rooster to have that happen. Um, it is fertilized by a rooster. Um, and, and that's when you can incubate them or they can, you know, go broody and they can, you know, make their own chicks. But that bloom will protect the egg and l- render it, you know, counter stable so you could keep them on your counters for several weeks at a time so yappy having you know two or three cartons of eggs on his countertop for a week everybody would just like if you went to the grocery store and did that you better throw them suckers out but if you have your own farm fresh eggs because of that natural bloom being on there i'll i'll say that you know that maybe they shouldn't have any like major poop or whatever because who wants to use those cartons over again but all in all in all that's not anything to worry about rinse them off as you eat them but they are safe on your counter for several weeks Um, if you want to make them safe even longer than that and you can't consume them all in that week or whatever two three four weeks up to four weeks at a time I would say um, before that you've rinsed them and once you rinse them or um, clean them off, then you should probably go ahead and throw them in the fridge. And those can last up to six months in the fridge. I've had them last and, and it's because of that coating. Now, if you go into the grocery store, um, they've, they've all been commercially washed. Um, so you have to be a little bit more careful about how long you leave those eggs sit in your fridge. Um, how, do you, how do you wash your eggs? I wash them in very, uh, not cold water, like lukewarm water. Um, I'd be careful how I say that because everybody's temperature settings on their hands is different than mine. But um, I use lukewarm water. We very rarely use any kind of like soap at all. Um, And we just rinse with just a soft cloth if we need it at all. Usually I just... If, if we're really good now, all of our children have chores. So if the coop is clean, dry, and well-kept, they really come out clean. Um, but that's, that's the dream. The actual reality of it is that there will be poop on eggs. Um, or we get rain after rain after rain day, and uh, we have an old tin roof on our coop. So that bedding gets pretty wet, and then the poop sticks. So there's that. So reality is sometimes you got to rinse an egg or two. It's easier to keep the, the, the nesting boxes clean yes. and have clean eggs come out and then have hardly anything to do. But sometimes, you know, you get a situation where there might be a lot of mud or they're wallowing through something and coming back in or you, you're behind on chores or whoever's supposed to be just taking care of Just their muddy feet in the box when let's, they go to lay down or their muddy glad. butt. Ducks are also oh, fantastic so eggs, but so ducks are just... Dirty. They're, they just, I swear they 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 they'll find the, the the softest muddiest spot to to put a clutch of eggs in there. Then they get them just big old webbed feet. And I I swear they just walk on them and just wall them around and they're just move they're, them. There's filthy, dirty, nasty things yep. all the time. 
I'm sure there's 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 ways around that. But um, so, uh, but but let's go back and forth here. Uh, Yappy, what do you? How do you? Uh, first first things being first, what do you do as far as washing your eggs? What uh, run us through um, your tried and true preferred method on uh, washing your eggs before you store them? Um, you know, the, the obvious thing is is hoping that you're in that great, nice cycle of having a, you know, clean, clean bedding in the boxes. It's, um, you know, where you just basically collect them up, put them right in a, uh, whatever container that you set them in, you know, a basket, uh, those really cool little spinners, you know, where the eggs just sit there and they, they go, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, those are cool. Um, way out of my need but um you know that's obviously the easiest way but when when, whenever there's the dirt i'm about like you it's the um you know just i I take a big bowl glass bowl that i've got we set it down in the sink fill it up halfway full of water all the dirty eggs kind of go in there it don't take you know it even some of the muddiest dirtiest ones it don't take but roughly you know five minutes ish and and all that rehydrates and then you just roll it around in my hand uh get all the all the heavy stuff off but then i take i've got a second glass pan that uh i'll put a couple paper towels down in and i just load them all up into that little pan let them air dry um but now you know we've unfortunately we've washed that mama protection layer off and now it now it goes to well you know how many are sitting over there on the counter behind me and what is my plans to do for these um you know i i have found over the the course of my time i've chose to reapply some form of a layer of that air quotes protection um my understanding is is that little bloom layer what it's really doing is is it's helping to actually keep the exterior air from absorbing and exchanging into the egg and with that being said you know it's 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 cool because they've got that calcium layer but then there's that little inner layer inside the egg um have you ever have you ever had an egg that was laid that had no calcium on it it was just like like a yeah like a little jello yeah and uh that's the that is the absolute coolest thing in the world um we we got one of those one time and my daughter comes running in and she's like what is this i mean she thought that you know godzilla had you know (laughs) lost a baby or something but uh anyway um we have had those those are fun (sighs) for the kids to find i tell you they think wow yeah they're just, but they're still hard to crack. Every time you you go to crack it, it's like a what? But anyway, so um, uh, oh, and by the way, John Hatch, no, there's not really much I don't do. So anyway, <laughs> I'm catching a comment over here, but uh, um, now so you you do the same thing. You rinse your eggs, and the ones that you end up rinsing, do you put those in the fridge? Now, if, if it depends on how many I got, you know, as yeah. far as what my plan is for them. If it's, if it's that I want to, to, um, protect those eggs and, but I don't have room in the fridge. Um, you know, we've got too much going on or I've already got a stack in there. Uh, if they're going to be held, I mean, there's times where I'll, I'll hold, you know, a dozen or two that I'm going to give to somebody else. Yep. So instead of throwing them in my fridge and then pulling them out and then, and, you know, they cool back down and playing all that game, you know, I've got that stack where they may be going to somebody else. So therefore um, I will take and, you know, 
uh, I let them air dry. And then I have got to where what I do is I just spray uh, a light coat of uh, virgin olive oil in, off the spray cans like you'd spray in a, you know, um, in, a, in a pan before you cook something like an egg. And uh, but I'll spray some of that on them and then um, I'll let it just kind of sit news around, you know, or, you know, get around it. Um, I'll grab one of my little cartons and then I'll just take it and roll it around in my hand to spread it and kind of recoat that. And then the last thing I do is I've got a paper towel handy that I may wipe it down around with. Um, I look at eggs kind of like uh, cast iron uh, aficionados. Um, understand this one thing. You don't slather your cast iron in oil. You spray a little or you take a little dab of or, you know, whatever you're going to coat it with. And you just rub it on. You wipe it on your cast iron. It doesn't take a layer that if you pulled your pan up sideways, you could see it run. It takes a very thin layer of oil to keep the air from creating the rust on the cast iron. And that's how I look at my eggs. Just the lightest coat of oil that actually goes over top of that egg. And then I put it back on there. And I'm back to leaving those things in a, in, on, the, on the counter for, for weeks at a time. Awesome. They don't. They don't last much longer than that, do they? No matter which way you go. No, and um, you know, I mean, as far as eating them, you know, they don't. With yeah, the family, but yeah. but uh, if if you're ended up, you know, if you end up with a bunch of eggs and you just, you know, um, you know, the, a lot of people would just basically take, put them in the cartons, and stick them on the counter. Um, and I learned the whole deal with, you know, the cleaning and, and the different stuff. Because we used to go to, like, Bantam chicken shows and different things like that. Learned a lot of different secrets, per se, from them. But, uh, you know, I, I think that just putting that little light coat of oil around them and it, and it holds on there, that will help to reduce that air um, kind of passing through and, and creating that um, egg to... Um, to either bring in more or to, or to, you know, to actually let a little bit of that out and, and start to exchange it to where it'll cause it to go bad. So let's say, uh, Susie, let's say you get a, you know, you get behind on chores and the bedding's a mess and some of those eggs are just, they're just poopy. They're just dirty, dirty eggs. And you, you bring them in to clean them. Uh, Brian over at Castle Hives had a good question. Uh, if you wash your eggs, do you use those first over the ones that did not need washed because the unwashed keep longer? I do. So we usually, um, if we get behind on eggs, those go in cartons that get to the top of the top of the chain there. They get pushed to the top. And then the ones that have not had any um, washing done to them will keep longer. Yes. Even if you keep the, if you decide to keep them in the fridge, they'll keep longer. Um, because you haven't washed that bloom off that protective coating. Um, eggs have pores like our skin, and when we, when we apply, you know, anything to our skin, we kind of clog those pores up. Same thing with eggs. Um, they have pores, like Yappy was saying, and he coats his. You've just, per, you know, you've, you've washed that protection off. So we, we want to use those up first, which, you know, sometimes in the heat of the summer when the chickens are just cranking one or two out a day per chicken we can we can really get overrun with eggs and we'll go into what i do when we get completely overrun with eggs and the kids are going i don't want to eat another egg i don't want to see another mm -hmm. egg i don't want to collect another egg because <laughs> <Yep>. that happens <laughs> so we're, usually when the kids go out and they'll they've got the chores they'll go out and get the eggs they'll bring them back we use just use those you know red wire basket you know egg baskets 
and those kind of get hung up right in the kitchen for the most part. Um, we don't they don't get washed or anything even before we crack them and put them in the pan. If the bedding's kept clean and there's a there's it's a clean egg, but they they just store room temperature in a basket until we eat them up. Um, and they we just they don't we don't ever have um, you know any kind of problems like that. But let's say you get um, you get some egg, you find a you find an old clutch of eggs somewhere. You get a hen that's out there on a rum springer and she's she's laying up, and you find twelve or twenty or thirty eggs um, out you know under, under the under the rose bush or somewhere. Oh. Um, how can you uh, be happy? Do you have any? Have you ever had a situation like that? And if so, um, what have you done to test the eggs just to see if they're okay? Well, are we talking? before the egg prices went up or now <laughs> right because it, i'm telling right. you this um, yeah yeah um well first thing i do is i take them in and i wash them as as we have spoken of and then i put those over in the cardboard uh little box i don't even put them in, in, a, in a carton i just put them in a cardboard box and that is the ones that, that we give away <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah and uh, it comes with its own little piece of paper that goes in there, you know, crack at your own discretion. But uh, now um, that was definitely one of the things that I, I enjoyed learning from my uh, previous chicken show mentors um, was the, you know, the whole absorbing of the air um, as it goes. I, I love the fact that you could take one of those eggs and just, you know, set those in the bowl. And the ones that float are generally the ones that we don't even want to worry about. Um, the more air that they actually will get in them and in the, in the, as they start to, um, I guess maybe, maybe it's the egg itself is changing its uh, nutritional composition, shall we say? Oh, and like more air. And, I, and I'm impressed. That was a big word nutritional composition um better known as turning into a uh, a nasty chicken fart and um and if you crack that uh you will you will wish that that was all it was however um but yeah so instead of having you know uh, that all nasty smell i think those gases will help it to uh rise to the surface and become one that helps to volunteer just to go get thrown across the road uh -huh. and let the neighbor's dog eat it cool yeah that's great. Uh, so let's say uh, we're, we're not in a chicken and rum springer um, scenario and we're just, you're just overrun with eggs. Susie, what's one of your favorite ways to uh, preserve eggs? Well, my my number two way to preserve an egg would be freeze. You want to freeze the eggs and you can freeze them, you know, just crack them and freeze them into like ice cube trays or um, some people like to scramble them. And take that measurement into a liquid measuring cup and, you know, well, okay, I scrambled. That's one. So let's pour that in and see what that is. You know, it's, it's a fourth of a cup. So now I know, you know, if you're that precise, if, if you just want some scrambled eggs and you, you're ready to, you know, your recipe calls for one egg and you're, which obviously you're going to scramble it in there and, you know, mix it around with your batter of whatever, um, you, it won't matter. Um, if you want to leave them whole, you can do it either way, but, um, freeze those puppies up and put them in ice cube trays and then crack them into a Ziploc bag or whatever, however you want to keep them into the freezer and they are ready to go when you need them. And that'll, that'll save you some time and some space. If you, if you've overrun your fridge or your countertops or whatever. Um, so that would be my second choice on, um, 
you know, if you're not going to keep them fresh on your counter or in your fridge is to freeze them. Yappy, what about you? What's, what's one of your favorite ways to uh, preserve them? Preserve no, them. I- yeah, I definitely agree with the freezing aspect. Um, I've heard I've heard about the whole, you know, using the ice cube trays and, and different things like that. Um, that's great for for um, those northerns, you know, like tiny egg laying chickens. No offense, <laughs> but uh, um, we we got we got uh, our 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 chickens down here think they're turkeys and mm-hmm. I can literally I have gotten some eggs that have come from mine that. Uh, um, Literally, if you were holding your hand, it would be like three golf balls in length. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got I've got this one hen out there that I'm I'm telling you, she she thinks it's a contest to see how you know she daily just wants to lay the biggest eggs and throw maybe a couple of double yokers in there at it, you know, just for fun. But uh, Wait, did you say mm-hmm. double yoker? Double yoker. My I said kid double yoker. Right over who got the double yokers that day? Yappy for those who um, haven't had the. Uh, the privilege of, of having their own backyard flock and uh, cracking an egg and getting that big surprise in the bowl. Uh, what in the world do you mean when you say double yoker? Look at that sticker. Did you like that? Listen, um, on a side note, don't forget to get your um, merchandise through Nature's Image Farm. Hey. <laughs> and yeah, All right. That's what paid investment. We paid him in floating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> floating chicken eggs yes um yes for all your all your merchandise needs we have hats we've got t-shirts we've got yappies uh, i mean we've got tumblers w- and uh with and stickers and everything but uh yeah there you go uh but no um the double yoker oh great now i'm looking at the comments and grammy now she's sitting down here grammy knows all about double yokers i mean she's a chicken fanatiato um she's probably gonna put me to shame here at the end of this but but um the double yokers when you get two yellows okay them two little yellow thingies inside the egg well that that would almost be redundant to say a double yoker and to be a comp but anyway the yellow thingies um but two yolks um somebody actually told me they had one that had actually put three in one egg i have never in my life Never in my life seen one that had three, but yeah, we've had one. Do you? Um, I, I I've got a. Th- well, I don't have a theory, but it seems like we um, typically have a repeat offender uh, on the type of chickens that seem to be the double and triple yokers. Do you see a certain type of breed of chicken that does that more than than any others? No, and um, I had uh, Buff Orpingtons that laid. They um now for for those that are just kind of getting into your chickens, I mean this serious is a heart attack. If you can find uh Orpingtons, I the buff the buff is just the color. Okay. So if you're looking at the screen and you see the color of the nature's image farms box, beehive boxes as the backdrop for this. Uh not my backdrop, not Greg's backdrop. Okay, wait, Greg's backdrop. That's his well, kitchen. Backdrop the backdrop. But the backdrop behind the backdrop. Mm-hmm. That would almost be a buff color of a chicken. Kind of a goldish, whatever. Okay. So there you go. Um but there's a lot of different color variations that they would have in you know, each particular breed. Now, that being said, Orpingtons are egg-laying fools, and they're big, fat, and fluffy chickens. So if you want to get them in, my Orpingtons laid 
excuse me, about all year long, they would pop eggs out. Just, I mean, every other day they would lay eggs. And, you know, we, we kind of cycled some of those through. And now I've got whatever I got, a whole bunch of fancy 4-H chickens, but they're beautiful. And then, and, um, price is right but, too. Yes. No, it was not. I paid, um, and I'm, I'm saying yeah, for a great cause. Hey, 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 where was that mug? Where's that mug? I saw that. Oh, and I could tell you that's a 32 ounce or that was so close. I thought that was mine. I know. That's, yeah. I, you like, uh, like a heart attack on that? You almost did. Good. Yeah. No, I've, I've got um, the GPS tracker that I had in the bottom of that mug is telling me that mug is uh, a little bit uh, still in Ohio, a little bit away from where it was, where you're at. But, but I, I, I've tracked it to it still being somewhere in Ohio is all I know. Now, it could be at a post office on its way somewhere else, but as of right now, all I know is it's, it's still in Ohio at the moment. The great and powerful Oz knows all. Mm. Right. So, um, anyway. But, young, hens, or young hens or old hens, do you, do, you see, do you see a difference? Who lays more double yolk? Yeah. Oh, um, really? Uh, I probably, see, I can't really tell you uh, on that because... Um, they don't really, my chickens, I have tried, but I've tried to actually get them to like sign their name to the egg as they, after they're done late. So I know who it was, they won't do it. So I can't keep track of it, but um, uh, you can keep track of where the yappies traveling tumbler is, but you can't keep track of the eggs that coming coming from the chickens. Well, it, where are your priorities? It was, it was a lot easier to put a GPS tracker in the tumbler than it would, it would be to put it in the chicken. That's all I'm saying. So, but that would be an idea. Back to hey, listen, I'm. We need to get back to what I do with all my extra eggs, part two. Okay, we're all ears. Yeah. So if you don't freeze them, yes. So I do. Well, I do freeze them, but I do it differently. I I I break my I break mine down into out into meals, thought processes of meals. Okay. Um, so what I, what I'll do is I, I know that if I'm going to make French toast for the kids or whatever, it will take four to six eggs. So I may, what I'll do is I'll take and I'll crack four to six eggs in a coffee mug or a measuring cup or whatever, but I'll crack all of them into that. And then I will take all of that and pour it into a double zip Ziploc bag. And that's how I save mine instead of putting them in, you know, into the ice trays, because to me, it, it, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but you got to get a, a, a deeper ice tray, um, tray dipping, you know, where you put the water, but it would have to be a deeper for a lot of my eggs. So where I was having the run over, I mean, the, the yolks in most of my eggs would just be, in, would be it. That's all I would get into my ice trays. So I figured if I take those and I, and I can, you know, I'll collect them all up in a, in a coffee mug and then put them into a sandwich bag sized uh, Ziploc. And if I were only going to do like one or two eggs, I could even get the half sandwich size. Mm -hmm. And, and that way, you know, but um, I pour them in there and then I'll just set it in and where I'll try to roll it just a little bit to get as much air out of the bag as possible. Go ahead and zip that up. And when I'm done with that day's worth of eggs or that, you know, couple of days worth of eggs, I'll take all those bags and put them in a one gallon Ziploc bag to store all of it together. And then I just stick it in the freezer. So if I, you know, if I'm going to 
you know, I grab one or two of them out to do whatever I'm wanting for whatever meal we're pr- trying to prepare. That's great. That's a great idea. I think that's an excellent idea. Man, well, I got one of them buttons too, Greg. Don't don't let's let's not go down the button war. But uh, wait, wait, see, there's one. I don't even know what that did. I know. Look at look at her. Look at her face. She she hates it. She. Uh-huh. I know. But, Susie, what, um, what, what's one? What, what's another way you like to to uh, preserve chicken eggs? So my number three is to dehydrate or freeze dry. Now I wouldn't know what freeze dried eggs taste like because I don't own a freeze dryer. I'm not bitter. But, no, there's somebody in the comments that's got one. Uh, whoever it was yeah. in the comments that's got the freeze dryer, say yeah. yo yo. Yeah, say hello. No, it's Wait, um. Shh, John. Shh. No, it's shh. it's John's got one too. But then Boring has one. Oh, Scott's got one. Scott Boring. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys are going to. I know. Keeping up with these fellows is going to. It's coming up on my birthday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I can tell you this. For what a freeze dryer costs you nowadays, um, mm, I would rather just buy an extra freezer to put them all in, a deep freezer, and then just put them in baggies and then stick them in that because I'm I'm. My wife could have fun with a freeze dryer, and I'm sure you could too, but I, you'd have to yeah. take out a, a second mortgage on one of them stupid things. I Holy know, cow. I know, I know, I know. I mean, it's, it's only like, what, $5,000? Yeah, but a freeze, I mean, a freeze dryer is smaller than a freezer. I could buy a freezer for... Every time I buy a I freezer, buy it has freezers. to be a 22-cube freezer, so mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, Ooh, I can... I feel like I can do so much more with a freeze dryer. The I'm closet, trying to convince Greg. The closet prepper in me, though, does see a lot of value in something like that. And I hear the the eggs are actually pretty good. Off so, those. so I will have to say, there's been a debate, and I've I've I have had seen some articles written about or podcasts or whatever videos about dehydrating versus freeze dried eggs, and supposedly, uh, dehydrating dehydrated eggs are. Um, not as good re rehydrated than uh, the freeze dried eggs. So, um, though I can say that would be a, a good method to go down, you know, a good way to preserve eggs. Um, not something I have done because I don't own a freeze dryer. So, moving yeah. right along, I'm uh, thinking, I'm thinking Brian needs to get one of those and then. Let us know how it works because Brian's into the cool technology stuff. Okay, anybody who's going to go buy one of them little little plastic man things, okay, to 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 make little tiny beehives. All right, yes, Brian, get us a get get one and get one tomorrow. Okay, do it. Bring us some to try. And Scott says that Harvest Right just came out with an extra large freeze dryer. See. On sale for sixty four ninety nine, ninety nine, plus tax. I did not see that comment. No, I'm just so kidding. Stop. Probably not that bad. <laughs> not right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what though? If you look about the size of the freezer that we would have to, you know, because we have, we do with our family, we do have, I will say, many freezers, um, and so if we didn't have to get another freezer, it would save space. Okay. See. Well. 
It's just I'm thinking it's just 20, 20 more nukes. Well, so. Save some space. Okay. It doesn't always have to be plugged in like a big 22 gallon quart, whatever freezer. So you're saving mm-hmm. money on electricity. It'll pay for itself eventually. See? See? Yeah. Everybody say yes. It's actually a thousand dollars less than I thought it would be. Six and, and, trays. I think they're about five thousand. I think so too. Yeah. So see, it's so anyway, so that's number three. I, I you would have to tell me in the comments if you've used a dehydrator. Obviously, there are people that have used a freeze dryer and think it's phenomenal. If you've used it, please tell us how terrible it is and it's a waste of money and we shouldn't even think about it. Right? No. <laughs> what was that one button? Don't even these um, rows are my buttons. They're okay, so here. we're going to number four, and I have done this one. So some people call it water glassing. I use hydrated lime to lime my eggs. Um, some people are, they're just so nasty and mean about saying water glassing. I don't know why, but um, so I will call them limed eggs. And that's how I labeled them so that nobody would, you know, be mean to me. No one's going to be mean to you. I know I won't let them, but, um, but yes, yeah, so I've, I've used hydrated lime and I have limed my eggs to preserve them when we're cranking out dozens and dozens a week. Um, and we cannot keep up with them in the summer. My kids, for some reason, really love eggs in the winter. But in the summer, when there's like an overabundance of dozens and dozens and dozens, they don't want to eat them. So that's a good way for us to do that. We lime them. I limed, I think trying to think of how many I got that were actually clean because you don't want to wash the eggs at all. So they need to be extremely clean eggs when they go into the lime water. And uh, then what we do is I, I set those in the basement and I do not touch them until winter. And so they go from, I usually start to preserve June, July. And those are our like December, January, February eggs. So. Yeah. The comments seem to be overwhelming here coming through on the freeze dryers. Woo woo. Yeah. So, uh, Who's getting one for her birthday? If you want to see woo. Susie get a freeze dryer, be sure to visit naturesimagefarm.com and, and buy a handful of nukes. That's about what it's going to take there. Um, yeah. there, are, there are folks on here who have bought bees this year, the Lawlers especially. So thanks. Good to you guys. Yeah. Definitely get a tumbler. Uh, you, ever, you ever did the uh, cilantro lime eggs or the, or oh, not cilantro stop. lime eggs? <laughs> lime. What did I just say? Hydrated lime. Hydrated lime, <laughs> lime eggs or water glassing. All right. I did not even realize that was a thing up until a few months ago in oh. regards to, but it's because, and, and Grammy, now she's going to definitely know when this happened. I, um, I took a hankering to Canon a few months back, and the only thing I wanted to can was meat, uh, yeah. basically mm-hmm. just meats and um, you, you know soup starters, different things like that. I wasn't going down the road of tomatoes and beans and everything else. And something I clicked on just all of a sudden come up and was like this big quart jar and a gallon jar full of eggs, and it's you know was talking about that. And this was. Oh yes, it was, but I, but now, here's my problem with it. It's where are where's our balance in cost effectiveness? Mm-hmm. Okay? Th- okay, that's that's really where. But anything you're putting in a jar that we are preserving, all right, if it's done properly, generally has a multi-year shelf life. I mean, how look at anything that you can. Um, 
it's it's a more costly process. You know what you're putting in there. Uh, once it's sealed up, it you know that you've got a couple of year shelf life on your own food with no pr- pr- preservatives in there. Okay. Um, it it's not power sensitive to where if the power goes off or anything else, you know, you still got it. Um, it's earthquake sensitive though. Just remember that. We all live in an earthquake zone. It's just a matter of whether or not you felt it. But um, but some of us are just more prone to it than others. I'm not supposedly, but yet um, that, that guy on the other YouTube channel, he pops up every once in a while and says, we have him over in Georgia, and I should have felt it. But, um, oh, but anyway. No, no. he didn't. No, they don't let him do anything anymore. Um, broke my heart when he left. But um, no, I'll. Now, let My me wife. clarify, Yappy. Are you talking about preserving your eggs via a water bath or pressure canning? Or are you talking about water? No, bath? no, 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 no. It's the it's the um, adding the lime. I think what you, but well, so when I saw this, it was basically it gave me it was it was some little article. It said, yeah, you just buy this packet of stuff and add a little bit of this into. It. I've not done it yet, but there is um. There, it's it's not pickling, per se, but you just take your clean egg and literally are putting it down in the jar with so much water and a spoonful of or two of whatever the probably the lime stuff, and so I was on a I was on a kick. I was going to go find some of this. Well, it's in the house. It's in one of my storage containers, and I have I've yet to pull it out to try to put, you know do this with my eggs but up until two weeks ago i didn't have 90 eggs sitting in cartons on the counter either so it's time to try it it might be and it's but i if i'm gonna do it i need gallon size Mm. jugs you know what i'm saying that's true Uh, i mean pickle jars do you guys use old pickle jars um got probably get a yeah probably a plenty of those there you go um but it goes back to storage space yeah okay i mean and and how many eggs are we really going to get into this jar to hold yes i mean that's it's just that there's the the weird balance that i look at yeah is space to hold it i mean i i it would take me a, a dozen jars just to put up what i've got right now and is the space available is it worth all the process to get it in there versus taking and saying well i'm just gonna i'm gonna look at it which goes back to the freeze drying thing freeze drying you get that done and it's good for a couple of years so man we get so many options now um i've heard i have heard varying i have used mine in uh a year or less um usually we're we're done with them within six months I can't even imagine having enough eggs where you'd you'd be storing them. Oh yeah, oh, longer than a year. But. I had just a couple weeks of eggs, and I put it in a five-gallon bucket with the lime water. So I did five-gallon bucket. Um, See, I'm I'm oblivious oh, to these things. Five-gallon buckets. She just said five-gallon bucket. I never thought five-gallon bucket. I did great. I would never waste my mason jars on anything but actual food, canned like foods, yeah. canned foods that we because I mm. make all our meat and beans and broths. I can everything like that in my quart jars and my half gallon jars. I I wouldn't want to dig through those for eggs, so I just put it in a yeah. little five gallon bucket. 
You know what my favorite way to, to store eggs is? Don't be a smarty. In my belly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had, I had not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I, I, I kill me sometimes. <laughs> I kill me. Oh, yeah. Be, well, Grammy said. On. Grammy. Grammy said we could put. We could. She could put two dozen eggs in a gallon jug. Two so eggs. two oh, dozen eggs in a gallon jug. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. But man, I'm not. I, I do it. A five gallon it. bucket, give her, dude. Give her a go. No, five gallon buckets fixing yeah. to happen. Five gallon bucket seems to be pretty. Got five bucks in it and with a lid and golden. Well, actually, I had less than that because I bought mine from um, this, you know, the bakery at Sam's Club. Yeah. So mine was a buck. So. If only you knew a guy who buys skids and skids of two-gallon buckets. I mean, maybe he was laying around too. Actually, you never heard that. Don't even think about using those buckets for that. Outside of glassing and liming and uh, everything else, I'm gonna freezing like weirdo things. Um, and it's what's the not, weirdest? What's the weirdest way you've stored eggs? So what? What our kids? So I don't know about you guys, but we have the um, like the Der Dutchman's here in Ohio, which is the like Amish buffets. And our kids love the mustard and the pickled eggs, the mm -hmm. like the beet pickled beet eggs, mustard eggs, yeah. And so we love to hard boil one to two or three dozen eggs, and we will I I pickle beets every year. So we take some of the pickled beets and we, you know, eat as many as we want, and then all the liquid that is left over. We put our hard-boiled eggs in a bigger jar and then add that pickling water or pickling vinegar into that and let them sit as long as we can possibly oh, wait. So good. <laughs> they, you, they, don't, they, don't, they don't last they three don't days. Last long. They Doesn't, don't last long. If you but hide them and put them in the back somewhere where I no one sees them. I put them in the back them, behind all the milk. And then, then they get really good. They get really good. So that was good. That was a good treat. That's one fun way that we use our eggs is to hard-boil them, um, you know, Egg salad sandwiches in the summer when they're tired of eggs, we do hard boiled eggs and egg salad sandwiches. You, there was one really weird way you tried to um, preserve eggs that I think it almost killed me. What? Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? I didn't try to kill you more what? than twice <laughs> this week. What? Um, but it was. Um, Don't listen to him. It was. Uh, it was. What did you do? The eggs they were kind of kind of rubberishy, but also kind of dry, almost choke you, or just almost. Choke the life right out of you. I, and I mean this lovingly. I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Was it a salt? Maybe did you salt them? Salted eggs? No. I, salted yolks. So if you have, we have one kiddo that has been struggling with what she thought was dairy. And so she was trying to avoid some dairies. And cheese obviously falls in the dairy category. So we've had a hard time finding like, cheese alternatives and I was looking up cheese alternatives and saw that salted yolks if you take the yolk and you salt it um, it almost becomes like a thick it thickens and it it I don't even know what you call that like would, salted pork you know yes, like it's I would a, call it egg jerky <laughs> anyway <laughs> you take that after it's salted and then it's hardened and you grate it like parmesan cheese or something and it doesn't taste too bad and it's avoiding the dairy she's having trouble with her tummy about. And 
um, it was a good alternative to, you know, using up some of those extra eggs when we had them. Yappy, what about you? What's the weirdest way you've... Uh, Without killing anybody in your family, because I guess I tried to do trying that. trying to uh, choke or strangle out one of your kin folks with uh, eggs. As far as what I did with them? Like, what's the weirdest, what's the weirdest, most unusual way you feel that you have preserved eggs? I incubated them and then I made, I made them into, into walking eggs that wow. made me more eggs. That's Favorite good. way to do that it. That is the best way. As yeah, my... he wins. <laughs> oh, sorry. Got, wow, that got, was too much. I got carried away there, sorry. <laughs> I like my buttons. <laughs> no, I actually... They're, they're... <laughs> Me. Oh, but um, yeah. I, actually, I I've got two incubators that uh, they float between hatching queens and hatching chickens out, and uh, um, I love I love when it comes time to yeah. um, take about four dozen and and roll them, and and uh, you know, twenty one days later, the, the kids are just ecstatic because you know they're they're popping and pipping and cracking and just chirping and everything else but uh um yeah muku fun well i i think we've we've pretty much covered the uh what we have experience with and what we've uh done to preserve eggs i think it's an important thing to you know, have those conversations learn different ways try something yappy like lime and see what you think uh because you just never know i mean it's 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 all fun and games when we have the luxuries of um, having electricity and having all the equipment to do the things that we want to do, but learning how to do something completely off grid, um, off of fire, off of flame, off of uh, uh, heat source and energy that we can um, kind of put together outside of, of the, the main grid system, I think it's important, not just for eggs, but for other things too. Uh, so I want to challenge folks, if you're listening, if you've never uh, tried some of these ways even the salting yolks don't be afraid to choke out your husband with these salted yolks oh, you just never know there's a lot of different ways to do all those kind of things um so i think it's pretty cool to be able to uh to learn um we're going to keep this uh tonight about just about an hour or so but uh if you have a question or two uh put them in all caps in the comments here and we'll try to uh, catch up well there's a lot of folks when uh, a lot of folks came on tonight and that was nice having you on here Susie, are you, is there a question you see there? I saw the drop time farm, Chris. My current flock has taken to roosting in the nesting boxes. Any ideas how to break them of it short of wringing their necks? Do they have enough places to roost would be my question. Well, we have some that just really like to lay in those things at night, like a couple hens that really like to lay in their nesting box. Like that's just their happy place. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't want to rob their rob them of their I happy can, place. It's, it's been a little while, Chris. I'm not saying it's happening to you, but I. It seems in the past when we were starting to have um, some nighttime predators creeping around and making noise or trying to get in, the chickens started hit, trying to. Uh, a lot of them were hanging out in the nesting boxes um, a little bit further away from um, the roosting poles. But if they start doing that, I mean, I. I don't really know what, what you could do. How do you, how do you deter, how do you keep a hen out of the nesting box that you want them to be comfortable and safe and lay in, but not do that at nighttime. So they're not pooping the place up. 
short of closing off the nesting boxes somehow. And having to, so I, I don't know if, if anyone uh, listening, uh, leave a comment in this video after it publishes. How in the world do you keep hens out of your nesting boxes uh, at nighttime? Yappy, any ideas on that? I would personally, I would remove the nesting boxes for a couple of nights and then actually rearrange where the roost poles are at. Mm. It, everything needs, everything needs a mental reset. Um, you know, it, it may end up where you've got a couple of days where you're, you know, you're getting eggs off the floor. When mama wants to lay that egg, she's going to put it wherever she can find it, but go ahead and take the, take the, the boxes out and, um, you know, kind of see where that, where that'll get you. I'm not, you know, it's, it's a, it's a reset thing. It's kind of yeah, neat that you can take, um, we, when we introduce new chickens into the yard, um, we'll leave them locked up for two or three days and then um i will maybe an hour hour and a half two hours at most before sunset i will start i will let the chickens go out to free range closer to dark i don't want them out and roaming around too far but they'll stay fairly close and, and for a couple of days and then they they go you know they start to follow everybody go back into into where they know that the roost is um i just prefer to you know, go ahead and pull that out, move some roosting poles around and uh, just kind of give them a mental reset. See if that'll help. Cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. I got our buddy Tim McCandless here asked, so will you all continue these Sunday night homestead chats? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, we'll say this. If this if you guys find value in this and you are enjoying this, uh, leave us a comment once this video publishes and uh, just let us know. Uh, if you want to see the homestead chats continue, drop us a comment there. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there. I, we, we enjoy talking about um, all the things here that we do. We just um, released uh, or published uh, this morning um, a uh, tapping uh, maple tree and making maple syrup video. And it, it's so fun uh, doing all these different things um, on the homesteads. And we can just we, and I, I think what's important to recognize is we are in no way, shape or form um, are uh, attempting to come from a place of authority or the say all be all. Unintended. See what I did there? No buttons. She's she's got my hand oh. smacked. No more buttons. Oh. Okay. I got that one. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Yeah, if you hooked me up with a button there. Well, quit. It just won't stop. <laughs> we love our yeah, buttons. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn it all down. Lee on here. He likes his buttons too. But uh, I, I we we love sharing what we do, not because we think we're experts, not that we are trying to portray ourselves as being. Um, the voice of authority. It's just a lot of fun. Um, and I want to see a lot of folks um, be able to, to enjoy life in this kind of a way too. There's a whole long story um, about how we got here, but more importantly, why we got here, why we're in this position. Um, we'll talk more about that later, but uh, th why it is exactly that we feel that this is something that we, that we want to do and is fulfilling to us to share this journey um, is is definitely important. So I, we would love to keep up these chats on Sunday nights. Um, if you all find value and, and want to keep uh, tuning in and checking them out, um, maybe we'll we'll keep on um, we'll keep on doing them there. So I uh, appreciate that. We've got a question here from Brian at Castle Hives. Question: How many eggs does Yappy's mug hold? Ooh, great question. Eggs or Eggs. What is I would do is whoever thing? whoever is taking temporary ownership of Yappy's mug, what I would do is I would go out and find that clutch of eggs that's been sitting there all summer that you just now found, and I would do the sink and float test. And all the ones that float, go ahead and crack those. And what we really need to know is how many of how many of the 
floating eggs cracked will fit in Yappy's mug. But the trick is the more you put in there and the longer you let it sit, the more will actually fit in there. So let that bad boy ferment. Let it get all molded and nasty and just funky, just a funky comedine. Just let it go to town and then let us know how many eggs fit in Yappy's mug. You're nasty. I like Jeff Thomas's comment or question a lot better. Okay, Jeff wants to know about peeling boiled eggs. So, you got any secrets about maybe peeling boiled eggs, Susie? I would. I've heard a couple oh. things, and one is properly boiling them. Yeah. Um, I use the instant pot, the five 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 instant pot rule, which is five minutes on cook. You know, pressure. Um, five minutes natural pressuring then you let it out you let all the rest of the pressure out and then you ice them for at least five minutes and those things are they they, they just come peel off. right off i mean now if you're doing it traditionally you can maybe add a little baking soda mm-hmm. um and that'll help but you can also take a, a um a quart mason jar with a little bit of water and put an egg or two in there and kind of shake them. And then that actually loosens all of it up and you just kind of pop it off. I hate to brag, but I, it seems like we've got a, a hard boiled egg fairy. And for some, some, I don't know how it happens, but somehow the chickens lay the eggs, they get collected and then they end up in, they end up in a, in the fridge and containers mm-hmm. already peeled and boiled, just ready. To, I don't know how it happens, but it's one of those things where You're I don't, so let's keep it a secret. Because I, I don't want it to get out too much. Yeah. We spoiled. got a question here from Grandma Terry Bischel. When will Susie get her freeze dryer? Oh. Well, stay tuned. Where's the want, want, want? I don't know. We'll see. We need the, you know, where's the Where's the crickets? That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's help Susie get her freeze dryer. Make sure that you please share, hit the like button, subscribe, buy a mug, do whatever it takes. Get Susie a freeze dryer. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. You, you just never know what's going to happen next. Maybe, maybe there'll be a freeze dryer. Adventures the of the freeze dryer. That's right. Well, we'll know if we get a bunch of orders in uh, tonight and tomorrow morning with, with <laughs> ha- ha- for freeze dried eggs. Yeah, freeze dryer. We'll know. The people, freeze the dryer fun. <laughs> uh, is there a secret to introducing a young flock to an existing flock? Question by our buddy Jeremy Lindsay over at the Lindsay uh, Homestead Farm. Yappy, what do you do? You really, it's it's expensive, but I can tell you how I do it. Um, the craziest thing in the world, you got to take all your current flock and, uh, put them in a bunch of cages and then move that entire setup somewhere else. Well, see, I use, I use a 10 by 10 dog run, but in all said and done with put all your current chickens somewhere else and then put all your new chickens in there for a day and then, um, reset the brains. You got to reset that brain, but there's going to be a pecking order regardless they, they're going to do it. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, maybe, you know, do it, do it at night. Um, you know, wait to put the new chickens in there and, you know, till nighttime, add them to it. But, 
um, trying to trying to keep chickens from doing things that they're just going to do um, is is very difficult. But I actually have two coops, and I can uh, as I bring. I've got in my small coop. I've got a, a setup to where I can put all the baby chicks in it. They're off the ground. Um, they get to a certain size, and then I can actually put them on the ground in the dirt. But they're still in a in a in a setup. Um, and if I end up having that one or two chickens that just end up being too dominant, well, I can pull them out and I can set them off it for a couple of days and you take that dominant chicken out. Um, so kind of keep an eye on which ones are doing the pecking. And if you have to pull one or two out, all right, give them an opportunity to realize that they're not the king of the coop anymore. Uh, put the other ones in and you know, leave the other ones in there and then reintroduce the ones that are being dominant. Yeah, I agree with I we usually introduce our new chicks that are old enough to be on their own and fend for themselves. We introduce them at night. We close them up and put them in the coop at night. And then we actually leave them closed up for a day or two as long as it's not in the middle of summer and they're going to die of heat stroke. Um so we actually leave them in that dark coop for a day or two. So that they have all the sights and smells like everything's gone other than they have to all smell like each other. Um, and uh, then they but we have a different style coop than most people. So it allows us to do that. Whether it's, it's like the birds and the bees uh, closing them up uh, for a day or two, it gives them that chance to reset. So when you open them up, they kind of just they, they can kind of reset and do their do their thing there. Uh, John Hatch, Circle J Farms, asks, have you heard anything about tractor supply chicken feed? Chicken feed. Okay. Um, who is tractor supply chicken feed? I don't, I don't know what he's uh, meaning as far as. Okay. So there's a, there's a, a conspiracy theory going around, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. But there is a, a theory going around where people have been finding that, you know, when their chickens should have been laying, they, they just all of a sudden stopped laying eggs, okay? And they've gone for months without laying eggs. And, you know, there's a theory that it, there's going. something going around in the tractor supply chicken feed that is keeping the chickens from laying eggs. Um, you know, I don't know. We're at that point now where in this world where if you get mad at somebody or something that it's people want to to justify um something and but if, if they hate but they just all they have to do is just start a couple of tiktoks talking about you know i quit feeding my chickens tractor supply chicken feed and they started laying eggs well when when did they stop laying eggs well about october <laughs> and they're just now starting <laughs> to lay eggs now time. well yeah Oh, well, you think maybe it didn't have anything to do with the feed? I don't know. Congratulations. But there, there's, some, there's some stuff that's going on about, you know, chickens not laying eggs because they were eating that. So, so it has nothing to do with uh, the Rothschilds owning Rural King and uh, trying to take away all the chicken feed sales from TSE. So Rural King gets the spike in the stock market. Uh, no, kidding. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no. I am a, um, I am a, a, a uh, let's just say, uh, well, I wouldn't say closet conspiracy theorist, but you do have you, your tinfoil hat. I do have a tinfoil hat, but uh, you just never know. But if you see a lot of folks all of a sudden, if they're using the same feed, what you have to separate is this really a thing, or is this a viral 
thing that just just a crazy piece of information that or a post that went viral um, or is this actually something if there's something going on well that's a conversation for a different day because that that could be a that could be a big deal but um, i think that's probably about it um for uh the questions tonight um i want to thank everyone for hanging out for uh commenting for uh, being a part of this yappy the chicken man i can't thank you enough for coming out tonight and just showing the world the many faceted layers of yappy the b-man yappy we're going to give you the final thoughts here any final thoughts on being yappy or chicken being yappy no, but we'd like to we'd like to thank all of our visitors for coming in. Stop in next week when we talk about ant farming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you again, everybody, for uh, for for uh, spending some time with us. We appreciate you guys. Be sure to check out the Yappy B Man YouTube channel if you haven't already. Yappy, is there any other YouTube channels that folks need to be aware of? Um. I've got a secret, and I'm not releasing it yet. But uh, I'm so excited! That I just Yappy can't B Man, about to lose control, and I think I like it. I know Yappy B Man is uh, is officially starting a second channel. Um, it's going to be geared more towards my thought processes, theories, and everything on um, on on the beekeeping side. And and it doesn't go. It's not going to add anything. You know, I'm not just going to be another guy talking about how to make splits. Uh, I I you will not. 99.9% you're not going to find a video on my new channel that teaches you how to make splits. There's a, there's enough of that out there, um, but it's going to be. Um, people, people want to see a lot of, after I do a removal, what's, what, what happens to the bees. And we're going to just basically, we're going to start following beehives and progress, the equipment that I use, the th- thought processes to why I do what I do, but I'm not going to sit here and teach you how to make a split. So, um, it, it, it's going to be a lot more personable. There's going to be some times where I'm going to have, I'm going to ask you guys to come on my live streams, but, uh, I'm going to have a lot more flexibility in what I get to do on the new channel with interacting with people as opposed to, um, kind of how I do things on my, on my primary. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm disappointed that you never discussed what to do with eggshells in this video. So save that. Oh, for no. the frugal homesteader, what to do with the homestead yields, <laughs> including eggshells. Yep. Write that down, Suze. Write that okay. down. I got to okay. get my notes. Okay. Yep. Add it to the yeah, freeze dryer. Thanks anyway, again thank for you guys. taking some time on a Sunday night to talk about chickens and who knows what the next time. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for hanging out with us tonight. As always, I want to remind you to be the lighthouse. And be the change that you want to see in this world. Have a good night, guys. We'll thanks see you next for coming. Time. Bye. Bye. Buy a mug. Buy a mug. <laughs> <laughs>